Amen. Well, good morning. Good to see all of you who are here today as we continue in worship. If you'll find your place in God's Word, 1 John chapter 4 is where we'll be looking today. And those of you who are joining us online, may the Lord bless you. As we say to you every week, we miss you when you cannot be here. We love you. We pray for you. Many of you recovering who are sick and unable to be here. And uh, we miss you. You're with us in spirit and we pray you're a quick return with us. All of you who are here, may the Lord bless you today. If you're a guest, please let us know if we can do anything to help you as we continue to think about a very important topic that I have for our church th this day. And that is, as we think about what it means to be dead to the world. What does it mean to be dead to the world and alive to Jesus Christ? How do I live as a believer? How do I live as a Christian in this world? Well, we go to this wonderful book again, 1 John. We've been there before and we look at another famous verse that will be our focus today. We'll spend our time primarily in the first uh, six verses of chapter 4, but I hope you'll keep your Bible open because I am going to refer to a, a number of verses in 1 John as John the Apostle helps us to understand this very important principle that we'll look at today. So you've had time now, 1 John chapter 4, beginning in verse number 1. Beloved, John the Apostle writes to believers and calls them beloved. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this, you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, of which you have heard that it is coming, and now it is already in the world. Now our focus today especially will be verse 4. You are from God, little children. And have overcome them, because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Verse 5, they are from the world. Therefore, they speak as from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God. He who knows God listens to us. He who is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Heavenly Father, we thank you now for this wonderful day together. For all of your people who are able to gather together as we're around the word of God now. We do ask that you would speak to us from your word today. May the Holy Spirit of God be our teacher today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now I go back again for you to verse number four. You are from God, little children. You are from God, little children. Please notice the language. And have and have overcome. Because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Well, our focus today is on this great truth that believers are dead to the world, overcoming the world. Believers are dead to the world, overcoming the world. And as we come to this topic, we're, 
we're reminded by John of a very important way in which we must overcome the world. And that is, this is important, that we are able to determine the lies of the world from the truths of God. The lies of the world versus the truths of, of God. As I begin to talk to you today, we see that John opens here by reminding us that behind every person who speaks, there is a spirit who speaks behind them. There is the, at the very bottom of chapter 4, verse 6, there is the spirit of truth behind those who speak in the name of the Lord Jesus and honor Him. And there is the spirit of error behind those who are false teachers and those uh, who do not confess that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh and all that that means, which is what we'll talk about today. So I remind you that who you listen to, who you, uh, who you pay attention to, and that's also, I must say, electronically, we live in another day than the day in which I grew up in. Uh, whether you're listening to people physically or whether you're listening to them virtually, you're listening to people talk about things. And sadly, boys and girls, the world, I'm talking about a world system, a world system that is controlled by Satan and a system that is developed and built on lies. So that's the world that John is talking about. Did you notice how many, he, how many times he speaks of that? Verse 1, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Did you see it there? Did you notice again in verse number three, the spirit of every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. Now that is the spirit of Antichrist of which you've heard it's coming. Yes, Antichrist is coming in a person before the coming of the Lord Jesus. And now it is already in the world. Then he goes on to say, greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. He says again in verse five, Notice what the world does. They are from the world. That is these false, these false preachers, speakers, presenters of truths they say from the world. They are from the world. Therefore, they speak as from the world. And the world listens to them. We are from God and he who knows God listens to us. And he who does not know God does not listen to us. This is about who you listen to. Not just who you hear. There's a difference. We know it with our boys and girls at home and our children and with our grandchildren. Sometimes they hear us, but they're not listening to us. That's the same for every adult here. Sometimes you hear someone, but you don't, you're not really listening to them. To listen to someone, as John helps us understand, is to be affected or influenced by what they say. I'm asking you today, who is influencing you? Who is the one who is causing you to believe and trust in what you believe and trust in? Well, this becomes very important as we live in the world because there are all kinds of voices, massive amounts of information coming from all kinds of sources. And there is in the world a very real spirit of error. And if you listen to the spirit of error, it will lead you into bondage and into despair. But there is, bless God, when the sharing of the gospel is given and the word of God is open, there is from the spirit of God the truth about the Lord Jesus Christ who will set you free. 
So today, believers are dead to the world, overcoming the world. It's in the present tense. It's that we continue to overcome the world. It is our condition. It's not, a, it's not something we want. It is something we have. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ today, you are an overcomer. You have overcome the world. So we must test these spirits, these spirits that speak behind the speakers we hear in the world and frankly in the church and in other religions. How do we determine the truth of God, the spirit of God from lies? Well, that's the topic for today. And that's the primary focus of verse four of what we overcome. We overcome the lies and the spirit of error because we have the Holy Spirit of God within us. Well, three observations for us and we'll move along. Number one, believers are from God, not from the world, because they confess that Jesus has come in the flesh into the world. Notice at the beginning, I'm just going to take three observations from verse four. We'll just take the verse piece by piece and talk about it for just a moment together. First, notice that the Word of God says, You are from God, little children. We read earlier in John, 1 John 3, 1. See how great a love the Father has bestowed on us, believers, that we would be called children of God. And such we are. For this reason, the world does not know us. The world does not know what a believer is because we are different. And because they do not know the Lord Jesus Christ. So when we came to know Jesus Christ, all of us in this room, all who are listening to me this morning, whether you heard a gospel sermon or whether you read a book or whether you had a, a track or your friend spoke to you personally about Jesus Christ, that he died for your sins and that he was buried and that he rose again victoriously, you believed in the Lord Jesus. You listened to those words. And as a result of listening to those words, you believed. And as a result of believing those words, you confessed that Jesus Christ was Lord. We quote it all the time here, Romans chapter 10. If you will confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, you'll be saved. If you'll confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. This is where it all begins. So every person in this room who's a follower of Jesus, you are a believer is a confessor. A believer is a confessor. And our confession is something we say with our mouth out loud and everybody hears it. It's not something we do in secret. It's not something that's private. We confess that Jesus is Lord and we make the good confession in the presence of many people. That's why I say to this church all the time, one of the most important things for you to do is to confess the Lord publicly to your friends and don't be ashamed of him. The Lord said, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my father who is in heaven. The believer is a confessor. But as we read here carefully in verse number two, by this, you know, the spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus has come in the flesh is from God. Well, you see, believers confess that Jesus Christ is Lord because we have recognized the spirit of truth who points us to Jesus Christ. 
John says this earlier in this little book. Look at uh, chapter 1 if you have your Bible open and you read these first two verses. What was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we've looked at, touched with our hands concerning the word of life. And the life was manifested and we have seen and testify and proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. Did you see that? John's describing that, they, that he saw Jesus Christ in the flesh, that he looked at him carefully with his eyes, and he touched him with his hands. John says also over in his gospel, famous words most of you know, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Why is this so important that Jesus Christ has come into the world? Well, you see, Antichrist, this spirit of Antichrist that is in the world system, rejects that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. The world rejects it. Verse number one, don't believe every spirit, but test them. And the test is what they say about Jesus Christ. This is what helps us determine what is error, what is from the world, what is a lie of the world, and what is from God. You see, if you confess Jesus as uh, coming in the flesh, then that means that you must understand it is about not only His coming, but His dying. And about His dying and His being raised from the dead. And about His being raised from the dead, He is coming again. Everything comes to center around Jesus Christ. The center of human history is the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ the first time and the second time. So why did the Lord Jesus have to come? Why is there this rejection? Verse number three, every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. But notice he says in verse four, you're from God. You are from God, little children, because we have made the confession. Jesus is Lord. He has come in the flesh and we have believed him and we have recognized it by hearing the truth of the spirit of God. That's what happens in preaching. That's what happens when someone teaches the Word of God. That's what happens when we read God's Word. We listen to it, and as a result of listening to it, we are persuaded that this is true and we believe it in our hearts. Though we've not seen it with our eyes, we believe the eyewitnesses that have written these things in the Bible. And then we confess it and we accept it as the truth of God. Oh, but may I turn this around? This is where the world is. The world listens to, verse 5, they are from the world, therefore they speak as from the world. The world talks like the world. The world illustrates like the world. The world talks about things the world wants to talk about. And the world listens to them. That's why the world is not so interested in the preaching of God's Word. They're not interested in all that we do about teaching God's Word or us even speaking to them about what it means to follow Jesus. They're not interested in that. Because the world has their own set of things they listen to, my dear friends. And so whatever you listen to, you believe. Sadly, some who are followers of Jesus go back to the world and begin again to be influenced by the world. You're listening to it on the internet. You're listening to it on your phone. You have some apps and you have some places you go electronically. Nobody may know it, but you have them. And you go listen to those things. And the more you listen to them, the more you're influenced by them. And after a while, you say, well, maybe these people are right. 
Maybe I've just been too much, too hard, too hard and strong of a Christian. I need to compromise a little bit. And they've talked about the Lord Jesus in ways that are not honorable, that are not true. And you have believed what they've said. You've listened to it. You've believed it. Now you confessed it. And now all of a sudden your lifestyle has changed because you've listened to the the, the spirit of error rather than the spirit of truth. This is why we get in trouble as followers of Jesus. This is why it's important that you read your Bible and stay in the Word of God. That you attend and that you're involved in places where the Word of God is preached and also where the Word of God is taught. Why did Jesus come in the flesh? Why He came to tell us about God. He came to tell us about the unseen God. He came to this world also so that He might give His life so that we might be saved. That's what the table of the Lord is all about. We'll celebrate in just a moment. He gave, let, let me give you another one that John mentions here in uh, 1 John 2, verse number 2. He himself is the propitiation for our sins. That big word, propitiations. It is the word that means he is the sacrifice that has satisfied the wrath of God for our sin. The Lord Jesus came to this world to die on the cross to be the satisfaction for our sins. Look at chapter 3, verse number 8. John gives another reason why Jesus Christ came in the flesh. The Son of God has appeared for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. I could read to you also from Hebrews chapter 2, that through death the Lord Jesus rendered powerless... Him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and might free those who through fear of death were subject to slavery all of their lives. The Lord Jesus died on the cross to break the power and the lies of Satan so that we might be saved and know the truth. I'm asking you today, who are you listening to? Who are you listening to? Based on who you listen to, you will live either in lies or you will live in the truth. Secondly, believers, and, and the verse goes on now, verse 4. For you are from God, little children. Now let me add the second phrase, which is my second observation. And you have overcome them. You have overcome them. That is this... this uh, this antichrist set of lies. And I've changed this on the outline a little bit from what's on the screen. Believers overcome the lies of the antichrist spirit of the world because they hear, they confess, and they believe that Jesus Christ has come. I said it before. Lies believed lead to lives of bondage. Lies believed lead to lives of bondage. That's why so many of our dear friends that we know are bound up in all kinds of bondage. Emotional bondage, uh, uh, chemical bondage, alcohol bondage. I could go on all kinds of sexual bondage, all, all kinds of bondage. Lies believed lead to lie, uh, lies believed lead to lives of bondage. And Jesus Christ came to set us free. From our bondage of sin. Through the lies of the devil who says you're okay. You're not really going to go to hell. 
why that's not really true. Everybody's going to go to heaven and be in a happy place no matter what they do. Even if they lie, even if they kill, even if they steal, no matter what you do, you're going to be in a happy place. You're going to have, everything's going to be fine. Why all those things that Jesus said, they weren't, he was just exaggerating. He was just trying to get people's attention. That's not really true. You have believed in the errors you have not overcome. The word overcome means a completed victory. So we read, we are, you are from God, little children, and have a completed victory over them. The lies of the devil that come from the world no longer interest you. I'll read it to you from 1 John 5, two famous verses there. And if you don't have them in your Bible, Mark, you should. Because it's talking about this victory we have as believers in the world. 1 John 5, 4, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. What is it? How do we overcome? Well, it's our faith in the truth of God given to us in Jesus Christ. It's our faith in Christ. Notice what I said. It is we hear, we confess, we believe that Jesus Christ has come into the world. Verse 5, who is the one who overcomes the world? But the one that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. You see, it's important for us to understand what's being said here. It's carefully laid out for us by John here. He describes that the, that the Spirit of truth confesses that Jesus is Christ. He is the promised one of the Old Testament. He is the Messiah. You know why that's important? Because only as Messiah is he both God and man. So we believe as followers of Jesus, we are those who are born again. And we recognize that God has revealed himself to us through the Lord Jesus Christ. And what did we just celebrate at Christmas? The coming of the Lord Jesus in flesh. But he was God and man, fully God, fully man at the same time while he lived on the earth and while he now lives ascended to heaven. This becomes such an essential principle for us. The world says, well, that's not true. That's not true about Jesus Christ. He might have been a good man. At best, the world might say, well, he was a good man. He did some good things. But in the end, he lost out. In the end, he became a martyr and the Jews killed him. The reality is that we have heard, we have believed, and we have confessed that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh as our Lord, as our Savior, as our Redeemer, as the one who keeps us and helps us in our temptation and leads us all the way, as Brother Steve's been helping us to do, and the choir, as we're on our way to heaven. I want you to look at 1 John 2, 6. For just a moment as we're thinking about this. 1 John 2.6 Because it says the one who says that he abides in him. So if you're here today and you say, well, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. One of the ways that you describe yourself as a believer is you abide in Christ. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same manner as he walked. If Jesus Christ has never come to this world, you don't have an example. You don't know what it means to live a godly life. You don't know what it means to go about and do good. You don't recognize what it is. So, first of all, believers, what, do we, what did we say? Believers are from God, not from the world, because we have confessed that Jesus has come in the flesh. That's verse number four of chapter four. You are from God, little children. Number two, believers overcome lies. Overcome lies. 
of the Antichrist spirit of the world because we hear, confess, and believe Jesus has come. That's when he says, you are from God, little children, and have overcome them. But one last thing I want us to pause just a few moments to talk about is the last phrase of verse number four. Because you overcome them because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Believers overcome the lies of the Antichrist spirit of the world because the Holy Spirit is in us. Now, I've been talking with you as a church about this for a number of weeks in detail. What did we see last week in, in Paul's words in 2 Corinthians about living a separated life in the world? Well, we saw that the promise of God is, I am coming to dwell in them. That is, I'm coming to dwell in believers I've said it to you repeatedly. I say it to you again today. When you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, an amazing thing happened. The Holy Spirit of God came to possess you. The, the Holy Spirit of God came and made you a new person. You think in new ways. You have new desires. You are a new creature. You, are, you have the same name, but you're not the same person. You've been born from above. You were changed. And the difference is the Holy Spirit of God. Now listen to me. Listen to me. The only way we make it in the world as believers is because of the Holy Spirit. The only way we make it in the world is because of the Holy Spirit. We're outnumbered. We're overwhelmed by the lies, the way of life, the lifestyle and the godlessness of the world. It's too hard for us to do this on our own. And God never intended for us to do it on our own. You are from God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is He who is in you than he who is in the world. So the Lord said it this way, You shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. John said it this way. Let's go back. 1 John 2.20 But you have an anointing from the Holy Spirit or the Holy One. And you all know. Did you see that in your Bible? What a great phrase that is. Because John is describing the Holy Spirit inside of you. You have an anointing. You've been sealed. You, you have an anointing from the Holy Spirit. He has come now into your life and He occupies in you the ability to teach you, to train you, to lead you. And that's what we must learn to do is follow the Holy Spirit. And you know the truth because the Holy Spirit of God is in you. That's what the Lord said. He said, when the Holy Spirit comes, He will teach you all things. All of you who are believers here today, this is why you'll hear things said sometimes and you'll think, I don't think that's true. The reason why you know that it's not true is because the Holy Spirit of God is saying to you, that's a lie. That's an error. That's false. That is not true. You see, the Lord Jesus is at the center of life. And when He is at the center of life, listen, it affects the way I live my life. It affects my morals. It affects the way I think. It affects my desires. And so when I hear lies, that affects my emotions. That affects my desires. And I go back to those old ways. I'm influenced by those lies. And I go back to living a pleasure-filled, empty life. 
But when I follow the Lord Jesus Christ, the truth sets me free and I see it because the world is filled with lies. Paul said it this way. He said, if the gospel is hidden, if the gospel is hidden, and by the way, you share with your friends and I share with mine. You share the gospel and sometimes people have no interest. They have no response. Well, that means that the gospel is hidden from them. You tell them about Jesus Christ and they're not interested. Well, Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4, if the gospel is hidden, it is hidden from those who are perishing. In whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving. Their minds are blinded. So that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God. You see the presence of the Holy Spirit, my friend. This is so important for us all as believers. This is the way we make it in the world. The Holy Spirit of God is the one who comes to the world to convict of sin and righteousness and judgment. He is the one who shows us, oh, I'm not living as I ought to live. I've got to change my way of life. I've got to change my attitudes and my thinking. I'm not going to listen to those people anymore. I'm going to listen to the truth of God's word. I'm going to read God's word. I'm going to worship with God's people. I'm going to hear the word of God and be influenced by it so that I might change the way I live. Is that true for you in this room today? Who are you believing today? Are you just interested in some of these things we talk about? Look, you can be a religious person, but if you do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you're simply a religiously unsaved person. You are not a believer in Jesus Christ. You must determine in your life to understand that the only way you will see past lies and see the truth is by believing in Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit of God doing His wonderful work of changing your mind. Boys and girls, the sooner you follow Jesus, the better off you'll be. It will protect you from lies and deceit and keep you from going in ways you don't need to go. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He teaches us, He leads us, He empowers us. So that we can overcome sin and we read these words and they mean so much to us. Greater is he who is in us, who is in us, who is in you, than he who is in the world. So what do we need to remember and do with these things we've talked about from 1 John chapter 4 verse 4? Well, just a couple of things and we'll be on to a very important time of, of the Lord's table and the Lord's supper. Well... You must believe and confess in the world that Jesus Christ has come, He is born, He's crucified, He's raised, and He's coming again. I, I quoted it before. What did the Lord say? If you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father who is in heaven. Your confession of Jesus Christ in the world demonstrates that you are a saved person. I said it. I'll say it again. Your confession of Jesus Christ, born, crucified, raised, and coming again, is a mark that you are saved. You talk about the Lord Jesus. It is a part of your daily conversation. And even though people roll their eyes and they get sick of it, you continue to tell them joyfully 
about the greatest news in all your life. Jesus Christ saves. Jesus has come to this world and I am now a saved sinner because I have believed in Him. The second thing I'd mention to you is this, that Jesus came and He overcame the world. And all of His people overcome the world because He overcame the world. And He has come and destroyed the work of the devil, the lies of the devil, so that you and I might live in truth. You know, the Lord spoke of it like this. It's the light. You see, the darkness is lies. Have you ever noticed that people, what they do in the dark? Have you ever noticed... What people try to run around and do in secret, when you run around in secret doing things you don't want to be seen, it's because you're living lies. You don't want to be, you don't want anybody to know. But when you walk in the light, when you stand in the light, when you live your lifestyle in the light, it is because you now know God knows what's in my heart. I'm saved. I'm a new person. And as a result of that, Praise God, I'm overcoming because I've come to the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we live by faith. We live by faith. We read it earlier. What is it? What is it that gives us this overcoming ability? It is our faith. Are you walking by faith today? Well, Pastor Mike, it's really hard in my life today. Yes, and it might be harder tomorrow. It might not get easier for you as a believer. It might get harder. It might get harder. You might, you might have to deal with some things in your life you never thought, well, as a, as a follower of Jesus, why would I be given this that I have to deal with? Well, because it's the purpose of God that He gives that to you. So you must give thanks in all things. This is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. You must celebrate and praise God in the pain as well as in the pleasures and joys of life that He gives to you. You must walk by faith. We walk by faith, trusting the truth of God's Word and living filled with the Holy Spirit. Look, without the Holy Spirit, we'll never make it in this world. So be filled with the Holy Spirit of God because greater is He who is in you. He'll help you discern the lies. He'll help you. Somebody may be saying something to you and wanting you to participate in something and it's a lie. Can you find the lie? Do you know how? If they're, not, if they're not interested in following Jesus and they're making you big promises and they have no, no relationship to God, be careful of the lies that lead to bondage and sorrow. Be filled with the Holy Spirit and He will give you discernment to know how to live your life in the joy of the Lord Jesus. To the praise of the glory of His grace. The Lord is near to the door. Come, Lord Jesus.